Trumos, Perik Zayin, Mishnah Base 7-2. More on the illegal consumption of Truma, but here we're focused on the halachas of a Bas Kohen. That is to say, a woman who, her father is a Kohen, um, but she, of course, is free to marry whom she wants, and she's allowed to marry someone who isn't a Kohen. Now, when it comes to the halachas of Truma, the person who is allowed to eat Truma is the Kohen, and all the members of his household, which would include his wife or his daughter. Now, women may have some connection to being kohenesses, if you will, in their own right. That is to say that prohibition against eating truma applies to a czar or a zara, meaning someone who is foreign to the kahuna. And a boss kohen is certainly not foreign to the kahuna. Um, she's a member of a kohen's household, and she always has been since the day she was born. The issue, however, is that because a woman who could start being a boss Cohen and eating Truma her whole life in her father's home could marry a non-Cohen and at that point become part of a new home, a new household, and at that point becomes ineligible to eat Truma because she's now part of a new home and a non-Cohen home, we have to consider the considerations about what happens um, uh, in various scenarios where she marries, and then she could potentially even become altogether uh, disallowed from eating Truma permanently. So under normal circumstances, you have a boss Cohen. She eats Truma until she gets married. When she gets married, if she marries a non-Cohen, so then she stops eating Truma. She's forbidden to eat Truma. Um, she's not a Zara because she always could go back to her father's home. That is to say, if her husband dies, then she reverts back to being a member of her father's household, assuming she has no living children. If she has living children from her non-Kohen husband, so she started a new home of her own. And that new home will persist, and she remains someone who can't eat truma by virtue of the fact that she has children from her her late husband who was not a Kohen. But even then, by the way, if those children would all die in her lifetime, so then she would once again become permitted to eat truma as an extension of her father, the Kohen's house, household. Now, that's straightforward enough, and for that reason alone, the first sheet to hear will say very straightforwardly that once a boss Cohen, on some level always a boss Cohen, because you always can go back. Um, however, it gets a little tricky if the woman who was a boss Cohen marries someone whom she was not allowed to marry according to Torah law. So there's two possibilities. First of all, if she marries someone who the Torah prohibits to her, uh, as say a mamzer, which meaning no woman, no woman can marry a mamzer, um, and she, or she marries um, a Mitzri or a Domi or a Nasin, someone who, again, the, the Torah or rabbinically she's prohibited to marry into one of those nations. Such a woman becomes what's called a Zona, which in modern Hebrew is not a very polite word, but it's a term of art, a technical term in the Torah. And if she's a Zona, or if she marries, or really even has relations, I should say, really forget marriage, has relations with... Um, someone whom she's forbidden to have relations with because of the rules that restrict Kohanic marriages. Like, for example, if she is a divorcee and she marries a Kohen, or she marries someone called a Halal. I'll get to it in a second. So she becomes a Halala. That means someone who's been emptied out of their Kohanic status. And as a Halala or a Zona, she is ineligible forever to go back to being eating truma. So she can divorce herself from the kuna, if you will, by um, either by marrying in such a way 
where she can't go back to her father's home or marry another Kohen. Um, at least we'll see that's how the sheet is in the Tanakhama. And so th- that's that's the lay of the land here. So now, oh, and a halala is a, a halal. If she marries a halal, that's a person who is the offspring of one of these relationships between a Kohen and someone with a Kohen who a Kohen couldn't marry because the rules of the restrictions on Kohanim apply to that particular marriage. In other words, if a Kohen marries a divorcee or a zona, so then um, their child will be a halal if it's a male. And if a woman marries a halal and she was a Bas Kohen, she becomes a halala and, and no longer is ever eligible to eat truma. Um, there'll be machlokas in our, in our Mishnah if such a woman is still considered a Zara, if she's foreign to the Kuna now forevermore, or not, because she could go back if she didn't become a Zona or Chalala, but she can't afterwards. Okay, that's the, the backstory. Let's see the Mishnah inside here and how it plays out. So it says, the first sheet is Reb Meir. He holds, Bas Kohen Shenisas Li Yisrael. You have a regular daughter of a Kohen who's Kuri Truma, who marries a Yisrael, a non-Kohen. So now she becomes ineligible to eat Truma. But she's not, as we'll see in Rabbi Meir in a second, she's not a Zara. She's not foreign to the Kahuna because, uh, like we said before, she could end up getting divorced in this fellow and marrying another Kohen, or she could go back to her father's home if she has no children from this non Kohen husband. So, if she then, after marrying the non Kohen, eats Truma, so she did something wrong because she was not entitled to eat Truma because she's not part of a Cohen's household, and therefore she'll have to make restitution. However, she's not a Zara, she's not a Zara from the Pasuk, foreign to the Kuna, and therefore she won't need to pay the Chomish. And actually what that means is, she doesn't have to, when she repays, she's paying simply as one who took something which didn't belong to her. In other words, the Truma belongs to the Kohanim, and she's no longer a Kohanist, so therefore when she ate the Truma, she was essentially stealing from the Kohen, and therefore she has to make restitution. But that restitution is like any other thief, meaning what she'll pay back is simply the value of that which she ate. There's no reason to pay back using chulin musukanum, food that becomes truma. If she does, it won't become truma. There's no need for a homage payment, as the mission said explicitly. She's simply paying based uh, financial compensation. Um, fine. Separate issue altogether here. A, a woman who commits adultery is subject to uh, capital punishment, death penalty, assuming that she had sufficient legitimate witnesses who gave her proper notice that if she would indeed uh, perform that act, she would be liable to the death penalty. And they explained to her what could happen, and she says, I don't care, I'm doing it anyways. So at that point, she is subject to the death penalty. However, there's two different prescribed death penalties that differentiate a Bas Cohen from a non-Bas Cohen. The Bas Cohen's mode of execution is called Srefa, and the non-Basco and every other woman's mode of execution is called chenek. Okay, I don't want to get into the details of what those are right now, they're off topic. But anyways, the question therefore is, if a woman who was a Basco and marries a Yisrael, meaning a non-Kohen, um, so she becomes part of that person's household, and then she commits adultery, so she's liable to, under the proper circumstances, she's liable to execution. So which execution should she get, the mode of a Basco or non-Basco? So if Mayor says... Misasa Besrefa, she gets the Srefa mode of execution, which is the one that a Bas Cohen gets. Meaning, even though she married out to a non Cohen family, she's always a Bas Cohen and therefore will um, be liable to the Misa, the death penalty of a Bas Cohen. 
these two sheets are consistent, of course, meaning the first opinion regarding her ability to not be such, not a Zara and not subject to the penalties of Chomish, etc., for eating Truma, even if she marries a non Kohen family, and that she gets the penalty of Sreifa as opposed to Chenek, even though she married a non Kohen. Um, they're consistent, but they're actually learned out from two different two different psukim. They're not they're not totally interdependent one or the other necessarily, but they go together. If such a woman, the Bas Kohen, marries someone who she's not allowed to marry, someone who renders her puzzle, again, either she could become a Zona by marrying a Mamzer or a Nasin or a Mitzri or a Domi or Moavi, um, or she could become a Chalala by marrying a Chalal or by being divorced and marrying a Kohen, or being a widow and marrying Kohen Gadol, that would all render her to be uh, uh, a Chalala. In all those cases, so then, according to Rabbi Meir, Mishalemes Keren V'chomesh Umisasa B'chenek. Everything changes. Since she defiled herself in a way that she can never go back to her father's home anymore um, and eat Truma, she's now, she's, and she can never marry a Kohen anymore, that being the case, so now she becomes a Zara, according to Rabbi Meir, divested of her, emptied out of her Kohenic status forever. And that being the case, she's a Zara, so if she eats Truma, now, as a Chalala or Zona who ate Truma illegally, she'll have to pay back like any other Zara, meaning she's Mishalemes Karen Vachomesh, like anybody else. She pays back with uh, the food stuff that is Chulim Sukanam, and it becomes Truma. She has a Chomesh, etc., like everyone else. That was the point of Rabbi Meir here is that, that a Zona or a Chalala is like, is becomes a Zara and is no longer, and like everybody else, she's foreign to the Kuna altogether. Umisasa Bechenek, and the death penalty she faces, um, if after she becomes a Zona or a Chalala, uh, if she's, she then has an adulterous relationship, so then she's subject to the death penalty under the requisite conditions of any other non Kohen. She loses her Bas Kohen status altogether, according to Mir, and gets Chenek uh, instead of Strefa. Again, these two factors about not eating Truma and the mode of execution are consistent, but they're actually based from different psukim. That's if Rebmeir, Rebmeir Shita. The Chacham, however, disagree, and the Halacha follows them. Chacham Omrim. Zuvazu Mishlemes Esa Karen Ve'ena Mishlemes Esa Chomesh. They say it doesn't matter if a Bas Kohen married a Yisrael. It doesn't matter if a Bas Kohen became a Zona or Chalala. In all those cases, she's still not a Zara because she her stock, she came from a Kohen. And that being the case, she's never totally foreign to the kahuna, even though she won't be able to go back again necessarily um, to marrying another Kohen or her father's home and eating Truma because she became a Zona or a Chalala. But notwithstanding, she's not a Zara, and therefore, if she eats Truma um, inadvertently, so then she will, Beshogeg, so then she will have to pay back. Um, like, even if she ate it inadvertently, she'll only pay back as someone who took something that didn't belong to her and make financial restitution and not be subject to the Karen Vachomish requirements of a, of a, of a Zara or a Zara, because she isn't one because she came from a Kohen, says the Chachamim. Umisasim Besreifa, and similarly, actually based on a different Pasuk, like I said before, but it's consistent that the Chacham hold that every Bas Kohen, regardless of whom she marries and with whom she has adultery, etc., it doesn't matter. She's got the Bas Kohen status from beginning to end, based on that Pasuk, and she will be subject to the execution known as Sreifa, uh, regardless. Allah again like the Chachamim.